I'm Avery. I'm Valerie. And this is the AVHD Podcast. We're two girls with ADHD that talk about our life experiences and how we cope. So picture this, you just finished reading a book, you put it down and you kind of stare at the wall for a second and process everything you just read. Uh, you're going to probably close your eyes, sigh, take in the final words that just ended something that could have completely changed your life. You're never going to reread this book again for the first time. You're never going to experience those emotions you felt or feel the way you felt or cry as hard as you did the first time reading any of this book. It takes you like three weeks to kind of mourn the loss of what is one of the greatest pieces of literature you've ever read and that book has kind of changed the way you think and how you interact with the world i know i've experienced that a lot especially recently in the books i've been reading um i'm I'm sure you've had that experience too val is a lifelong reader right i definitely have i've also had the experience where i am throwing a book across the room because i'm so frustrated at the ending of it that's another good one that's another topic for another day but yeah books that just sit with you for a while books that to this day i can still tell you what happened and how it ended right um so i guess to start this off we should talk about the genres we typically read I'm a fiction girl, mostly fantasy, high fantasy, and romance, and then young adult of those categories, Uh, not the romance, but young adult fantasy and high fantasy. I also really like romanticy, so give me, like, a fairy queen and um, her, like, chopping off someone's head and then, like, her boyfriend's like, oh my god, that was so hot. Like, give me (laughs) that energy. And I'm about to start reading uh, Tolkien, so I'll get more into high fantasy. It's As I've gotten older, I don't feel the need to have as much romance in my books, especially coming off of the series I just finished. So, yeah. Right. See, I'm more into nonfiction. I get very into the self-help type books, as well as biographies or autobiographies. And I love a good mystery novel. Like, Agatha Christie is my bread and butter. I wasn't a mystery novel girly. Um, school like miss yeah i also really like the classics the classics are always classics always are fun. good they have a time and a place they do and i always learn a lot about the time period and i learn a lot about you just wouldn't see me picking up yeah. pride and prejudice to read right now N- no on a random was this a see i don't Monday? really like jane jane austen jane Eyre. not a big fan now frankenstein mary shelley i'll read that any day yeah. that was a good book yeah Uh, But let's get on to the list of books that have changed me personally. I'm saying Percy Jackson and the Olympians, like all of it, every single book. That was the first book series I read in completion. And then as um, Heroes of Olympus, which is the second book. So it's a series. So it's a second series in this series of, I think it's 10 books. Is Percy Jackson announced 11. He just announced the new one. I don't know if it's out yet or if it's releasing soon. But Percy goes to college. Oh. Yeah. So Percy's going to college. Um, And then the book that mostly impacted me was The Blood of Olympus, which was the last book in the series and what we thought was going to be the last book of Percy Jackson. Um, I was happily satisfied with the ending, except for 
should I spoil it? Like, it's been out since, like, They've had their opportunity. Okay. So, in Blood of Olympus... Oh, no, but the... The, mo- the TV show just came out. It's having a resurgence. Oh, yeah. So maybe not. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, if you DM me on Instagram or DM us on Instagram, I'll tell you what the spoiler is. I just realized that I know like three people who are listening to this podcast who are watching the series for the first time and reading the books and they haven't gotten to this part. I'm not spoiling it for you guys. No. Well, welcome to the bandwagon very late. Yeah. Um. That was like my hyperfixation for all of ages 12 to about 16. That was actually the first fanfic I ever read. Fun fact was Percy Jackson. Really? Yeah. Mine was Supernatural, obviously. That seems very... Um, it brain. checks. Yeah, that checks. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we go on to Sarah J. Moss's series, specifically Akatar first. Uh, a Court of Silver Flames did more to me than A Court of Wings and Ruins. Um, but A Court of Wings and Ruin was the first book I read in a really long time that made me ugly cry into my couch, throw the book across the room, and cry harder. I was like snot, like ugly crying, like snot running down my nose, couldn't breathe sobbing when I finished this book. Beautiful, beautifully written book. Sarah J. Moss is an amazing author. It just, it, to this day, that will stick with me, that hurt I felt. And then I put Queen of Shadows 2, that's the fourth book in the Throne of Glass series, also written by Miss Sarah J. Moss. That book is a lot about, like, that book was just, it made me cry a lot. I, like, I finished it a month ago, and I still haven't really, like, fully processed it. I'm on the final book of the Throne of Glass series, so it's not on here yet, but I do know that Kingdom of Ash will be a book that will forever impact my life once I finish it. I'm about... 13 hours left in my audiobook. I'm on chapter 44, so there's that. Um, Paper Towns by John Green. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's the book that introduced me to just being an esoteric girly. Oh, that's why you're an esoteric girl. I don't think it's why inherently, <laughs> but it made me feel okay for being an esoteric girly. <laughs> it made me realize that it was okay that I wanted to do some crazy stuff sometimes, and then I could just like look at people and be like, what, you don't get that urge? It felt very reassuring to know that there were also people that just wanted to disappear and never be seen again. Yeah, I can't relate to that, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to also say The Widow Cliclot. It's about Vuv Cliclot, uh, so the founder of Vuv uh, Champagne and, like, the struggles that her and her husband went through, essentially, within the span of, like, I think it was two years, three years, she lost her husband, her mom, and her dad, and, like, her sister, <laughs> like, basically everyone around her died, and because it's the eight, 1600s, um, when your husband dies... You, especially in France, didn't own your property if you weren't a serf. And she was, like, part of the upper class. That's why she was able to own the vineyard and all the ways how she kind of kept the vineyard to herself and didn't end up selling it. It's pretty cool, really inspiring for anyone who's into wine, wants to learn about wine, or anyone who wants to just read about a woman. Um, Of course, this is the 1500s, so not everything she says or everything she does is, like, chef's kiss beautifully well executed but right, for the time, the time it was really advancement ferociously happy is another one my mom made me read that when i was really depressed and like super angry at the world at like 17 18 because i didn't really know what i wanted to do with my life 
and they put me in therapy and then my mom found this book ferociously happy it's on my audible every time every once in a while i'll go back and re-listen to it she collects what's the the stuffed but not stuffed what do you call an animal that's been stuffed taxidermy taxidermied squirrels and she dresses them up like babies and i think it's squirrels it's squirrels or raccoons anyways it's a good listen it brings up a lot of points about like she i think i haven't listened to it recently but at one point she talks about how her husband like has to deal with her like and her sleep apnea and like all this stuff and it's just it's funny it's relatable it's refreshing and then i said a land remembered in 1984 i read both of those in middle school both of those kind of changed the way i think um a land remembered those about florida history in Florida in the 1800s when they used to drive cattle across the state and it's cool to read it because there's a lot of places in Florida like especially where I grew up that are historic and they're talked about in the book and then they go all the way down from like up here in Jacksonville area all the way down to Tampa and back with these cows and and, like all the fights they used to get into with each other and other people owning the land and it's really cool and they're actually real people that actually live in I don't think any of them are alive well, now, I but would like they're not. families. I'm talking That'd about the scary. families. I'm talking yeah. about the families. We're not talking about zombies. Um, <laughs> or vampires or... Um, fae or... Anything that lives longer than it Than should. an average human lifespan. But the families are still around. And it's cool to like know that like this is like actual... It's fictional history, which is cool. A land remembered. I'll have to remember that because that sounds like something that I would read. And then my most recent nonfiction read that I remember very vividly is How to Date Men When You Hate Men. That is a great book. I'm, I'm waiting for you to bring a copy over for me I, to read. Next time when I see you on Valentine's Day, because we're recording this before then, tell me, because I also owe you green tea Kit Kats too, because I have those. Oh, yeah. So just remind me and I'll bring that. I'll bring you my annotated version. Oh, my gosh. That's my Valentine's Day present. Oh, you don't get to keep it. Oh, I know, but to it's, get to read it. It's already stamped from the library of Avery Grace. Read it, love it, return it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a book stamp. I feel like I should point that out. Bougie. The book girl kind of popped off on that one. Bougie. <laughs> As for me, a lot of these are just kind of scattered about. Um, the Perks of Being a Wallflower is probably my favorite book. It's by Stephen Chbosky. Never it, read it. It also has a movie attached to it. I've never seen the movie, but I've heard the movie is really, really good and actually upholds the book very well. We like that. We like it. Unlike a lot of the movie Percy adaptations. Jackson movie. The Percy yeah. Jackson movie. A lot of movie adaptations do not do the book justice at all, but this movie I've heard does, which I should watch it sometime, but I am not a movie person. I'm a book person, which drives everyone insane. You name a famous movie, I have not seen it. Have I read the book? Yes. The Mortal Instruments by Cassandra Clare, that whole series. I have never read it, but Spencer's read it, and she's been trying to get me to read it. She actually just came out with a new book series, by the way, that looks really good. Yeah, she's been continuing The Mortal Instruments in the same series, but different series, if that makes sense, across different time periods. It's not Mortal Instruments based, I don't think so. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. Let me run to good... I have good reads on my phone. This should show you guys how much I read. I'm pretty sure she's still continuing it. And that I know she's still continuing it. One of the books. But that entire series changed my brain chemistry. It just did. I forget the exact book in the series, but when Magnus, he's a warlock, 
He specifically said something along the lines that mortals have so many flaws, so many flaws that make you want to give up on them. But right when you're about to, they always find a way to pull you right back in. Yeah, because they branch off and it's like Shadowhunter Academy, Clockwork Prince yeah. and Angel. Yeah, it's this one right here, Swordcatcher. It's not tied into the Mortal Instrument series. Fun. It looks good. Interesting. The body double for the prince falls in love with the prince's betrothed, I think, is like the gist of it. Fun. So that's right up my alley. Yeah, but something about that quote really stayed with me, and it stays with me forever, really. You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. That's a great one. Listen to that at the same time I did Ferociously Happy. It's a good book. And then I've also read her one, uh, You're a, You Are a Badass at Making Money, but she has other ones that branch off of that. Yeah. Not as good as the original, but the original, The original is really good. Five stars on Goodreads. <laughs> Lord of the Flies by William Golding definitely changed Never my brain chemistry. It's very good. It's about what happens when you leave people alone to their own devices without a ruling party interesting very interesting it's demonstrated through younger kids too younger boys so it gets a little violent yeah they're all on an abandoned island okay no no no. i'm thinking a completely different book right it starts is it the outsiders oh yeah the outsiders yeah probably thinking of the outsiders that's what i was thinking of for a second of mice and men by john steinbeck never had to read that one either really really highly recommend it's a very quick read but it's a very emotional read. See, I had to do um, To Kill a Mockingbird. I'm not a fan of that book. Because of Winn-Dixie by Kate D'Amelio really, really changed my brain chemistry as a kid. Um, Why were you reading all these sad books as a child? I read a lot as a kid, okay? Uh Uh-uh, Because of Winn-Dixie, Lord of the Flies, Of Mice and, and Men. And a lot of these were... (laughs) yes but (laughs) a lot of these were school reads it's okay a lot of these were school reads i'm sorry your school traumatized you from such a young age lord of the flies and mice and men were in high school so and then a wrinkle in time a wrinkle in time was a big one by madeline lingle i don't know that's one of my mom's favorite books but i never read it it's really good i love the book the movie isn't half as good as the book the newer one's better but the book and the book series is really really good it's very creative very very different for a younger child's read nancy drew nancy drew in general nancy drew opened me up to my world of reading i got obsessed with nancy drew did you ever on the topic of childhood reads read the magic tree house i did read the magic tree house i loved the magic tree house i just was so like much. thinking about it while you're talking about this i was like the magic so tree house is also always with the wrinkle in time and the nancy drew books and the school libraries that's a core mo- memory that is a core memory and the scholastic book fairs too diary of a wimpy kid yep yep and then dork diaries came out it wasn't as good as diaries of a wimpy kid i hated dork diaries i loved diary of a wimpy kid every day by david leviathan that book helps anyone with any sort of dysphoria in general. It also helps you if you have ever dissociated and not felt like you were in your own body. Just want to put that out there. 
it really answers the question of what if I was everyone else. It's it's such a good book. I could preach all day about that book. The movie I have not watched, and I don't think it could do the book justice, just because of the basis of the book. The Book Thief by Marcus Zusak and Night by Ellie Weisel. Those two books are very deeply, deeply emotional. Please be in a good mindset when you read them. They, they're more Holocaust-related books, but they touch upon things that are so so in-depthly human that it alters your brain chemistry it truly does don't they you can read those or you can do um the boy in the striped pajamas right yeah yeah i've never i've never read that one i did that one and then we were supposed to do night but then we did frankenstein night is so good frankenstein is also really good. so (laughs) night is a lighter read than well i'm not gonna say lighter in terms of subject but lighter in terms of length than frankenstein but Frankenstein is also really good. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, anyways, senior year of high school, college was, not college, senior year of high school, literature was interesting place. A recent one, I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. I need really to read good. that. It is very good. You can have, you can take my copy if you want to read it. I got to read alone. Julia Fox's. Oh, yeah, I really want to read that one, too. So let me read Julia Fox's and then we can swap. Yeah. That's my next one that I'm reading. It's really good. I'm glad my mom died by Jeanette McCurdy. Please read it. It's not, well, it's not life-changing in the sense that you think it'd be life-changing, but it opens your mind up to a whole new world behind childhood acting. Like the Coogan Laws, the fact that the Coogan Laws aren't really put in place sometimes, the Coogan account can be taken advantage of and used wrongly. Jeanette McCurdy's talks out a lot about that, and a lot of childhood actors are now talking out about that. So. And coming out and speaking about things with Nickelodeon. and Yeah, the Nickelodeon yeah. thing. That's going to be an interesting thing when it finally festers to a head. And comes to light. In a couple years. maybe in a case. Oh, it will be court a case. case. I hope it's a court case. They deserve some kind of retribution. Don't know what they'd sue for. But, I don't know, but there's there's a lot of stuff going yeah. on in childhood acting in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, on to a- the next one. Animal Farm by George Orwell. That book was so interesting. I think about that on a that semi-Roman Empire. Like, yeah, I think That's about it more than Empire. I feel like they expected me to think about that book. Yeah, that book, that book made me rethink my entire life. I read it in, like, eighth grade. Did you read it in eighth grade? No, I read it in sophomore year of high school. Oh, I read it in eighth grade, and then I reread oh. it sophomore year of high school. Oh, let me tell you the growth span between eighth grade and sophomore year of high school. But I was in a lot. I was in Cambridge. Oh, uh, yeah. See, as we were writing these these lists of books down, I looked at Avery and I was like, "See that bookshelf right over there? That's where I keep most of my books that are life changing for me." See, my and Animal Farm was the first that I decided to put up there. Brave New World by Aldous Huxley is another really, really good one that I think everyone should read. It's one of those books that were written in a time period that you would not expect them to be written in because it seems like something that could come straight out of modern day. It's very, very good. Highly recommend. And then... This kind of goes along with Paper Towns in terms of theme, 
but Into the Wild by John Krakauer. I've heard really good things about it. I haven't it's read it. It's very good, and it's he has a lot of background in journalism, so it's written from more of a journalistic perspective. Interesting. But it's about this guy who runs away into the wild. Oh. And it really touches upon wanderlust and why you really shouldn't just disappear. Which, you know, helps right in my I want to leave whenever I get stressed. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. So yeah, that's just some books that we have found to be life-changing for us and altered our brain chemistry in a way we weren't expecting them to. Yeah. Books. Books. <laughs> I think that's why people write. They want the emotional connection and the emotional reaction from their readers. Right. It's like the comment on STEM versus arts. You may have your STEM, but arts is where you go when you seek comfort and a human connection. There's something so inherently human about reading a book and experiencing something through other people's eyes. Even if it's just fictional. Yeah. I don't have anything else to comment. I think that's that's a wrap. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good, y'all. Enjoy books. Oh, let us know what your favorite books are. Yeah, please let us know what your favorite books um, are. We just spent 20-ish minutes rambling about ours, so tell us about yours. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll post a picture of my 103-book book collection thus far. You do have a whole library. I do. I'm building... Well, no, you have to have a thousand books to be considered a library. That is true. And I don't have a thousand books. You know, my parents' house is probably on the way there because I have double stacked bookshelves there still. do want a man to build me a library in our house. That is a goal. I want a a floor-to-ceiling bookshelf in our house with a giant window overlooking, like... I just want to live in the library from Avatar, The Last Airbender, with the owl guarding it i would like to live there permanently oh a nice one I yeah like that one. that's a yeah. good one i like that one yeah lots lots of ancient information that i would i want to go love to the library of alexandria before it was burned yeah that would be nice can i time travel right now yeah let's go magic okay. tree house we'll hop in the magic tree house see she got it yeah Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. That's been another episode of AVHD. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at AVHDpod. And we even have a subreddit now, r slash AVHD. So we can continue the conversation with you guys. Give us feedback. Tell us what you think. Ideas are welcome. Don't forget to drink your water, y'all. Take your meds. Did you eat today? If not, you should go eat. And we love you. Have a great day, y'all. We out.